Genesis chapter number 22. A day like today, um, there's so many things that um, can easily, easily um, grieve the spirit of God and grieve the spirit of man. Um, and um, I don't know, it's tough, it's tough. Um, the devil will step in and say anything at any point of time um, to make you believe him, but um, thank God, thank God I got the Lord. Genesis chapter 22, verse 11. The Bible says, And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven, and said, Abraham, Abraham, and he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou any, anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, now I know that thou fearest God, knowing, excuse me, I missed the word, knowing that thou fearest God, seeing that thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and beheld, behold, behind him a ram, caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh, as it said to this day, In the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. The angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time, and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I'll, mul- I'll bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven, as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies." In thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. Lord, help us tonight. We need your help again. Or I need your help, and I really do, Lord. It's very much needed. And we ask you, dear God, to just go uh, with us, Lord, and lead God and direct. Lord, and discipline, Lord, lead God and direct. We pray, God, that you'd help in, um, in the preaching. We need your help. In Jesus' name, amen. Here we are in this afternoon. In the fourth and probably the last message in the book of Genesis, um, when it concerning um, the, the the when it comes to the series entitled "Look, There's Jesus," and we've seen this far, we've seen there's Jesus as the promised seed, we've seen there's Jesus as the permanent seer in Genesis 16, we've seen there's Jesus as the promised supplier in Genesis chapter number 18. This evening we find ourselves in a familiar passage of Scripture. And I understand. That familiarity can kill, but don't let it. There's Jesus, of course, all over this. And I debated on preaching it or not, but the Lord wouldn't let me get by it this evening. And so I want to be focused on Him. And I lay a slight backdrop, but I trust you know what's going on in this passage. Um, But in our text verses tonight, we find a God who is pleased with Abraham. And that's what He tells us. And the angel of the Lord said unto him, And and all that, and he said, be, by, verse 16, By myself I have a sword, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I'll bless So he's pleased with him very clearly. And so we've learned about the three thus far. And tonight, Lord willing, I'm going to preach on this thought. There's Jesus as the pleased sovereign. As the pleased sovereign. Now, I had a completely different outline laid out, and I was going to preach it tonight, but the Lord changed it could preach two out of this as the provided substitute because he is but we're t- kind of going along the lines of the pre-incarnate Christ we're not preaching on types we're preaching on the pre-incarnate of Christ and so 
If I were to preach about the provided substitution, I would find that I'd be preaching a type of the Lord being the ram and being Isaac. But instead, we're going to be preaching on the fact that there was an angel of the Lord that appeared unto Abraham and he was pleased with Abraham. So I want you to notice three things with me um, this evening on, and I'll be done very quickly on um, the things that the Lord was pleased with Abraham about. So number one, I want you to notice he's pleased uh, to speak. Now the Bible says, And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham under, out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, and he said, Here am I. And so in this verse uh, we have read here, we see the pre-incarnate Christ once again speaking unto Abraham. And there's a few times I found myself speaking to the Lord, but I've never heard His voice audibly. And, but sometimes I have felt that He was really speaking in that term. He was speaking in an audible voice, but sometimes I felt that He wasn't at all. And so um, look at the backdrop that led up to this, uh, the, to the Lord speaking here, if we could please. Uh, and I want you to notice three things um, that I saw when it comes to the backdrop of this, meaning what took place uh, leading up to the Lord speaking unto Abraham. Number one, I believe that there was a legitimate, legitimate situation that took place. We find in verse 7, And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father, and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the wood, the fire, the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they both went up together. And so we read there, there's a legitimate situation. As, that, as they made their way up the mountain, Isaac asked uh, a legitimate question is what I would say, wouldn't you? Uh, uh, knowing, uh, knowing the preparations that come uh, um, with the sacrifices, um, and knowing everything uh, um, that that come with offering, <coughs> excuse me, um, offering sacrifices, he asked his father. He said, "Hey, father, uh, I see the wood and I see the fire, but where's the lamb for the burnt offering?" Uh, and so that's a legit- legitimate problem in those days. Uh, if there was no lamb, there was no sacrifice. Uh, if there was no lamb, there was no sacrificing. Uh, but here comes uh, Abraham with a trusting and a profound answer back unto his son uh, and he said my son God will provide himself uh, a lamb for the offering uh, and so I understand that this is a wonderful type uh, but that's really not what I'm supposed to be preaching on this evening uh, and so I'm not going to uh, but I'm convinced that Abraham knew uh, that no matter what Isaac would stay with him uh, he knew that Isaac would stay uh, with Abraham he told the lad uh, um, the unnamed lad that's a little bit before that stayed back with the ass. He said, hey, you stay here at the bottom mountain and me and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again unto you. We will come back to you. And so I believe that he knew exactly what was taking place. And so I believe we can give a great application here, of course. When legitimate situations arise, I mean situations where it just happens and it absolutely is a bad situation and we don't understand it. Don't you know the God of Abraham? I know the God of Abraham and I'm thankful that he was before Abraham was and that's what he says he says before Abraham was I am and he said I am that I am and I'm glad that I do and he's pleased to speak in our situations 
And then I see not only um, the legitimate situation, but I see the lads. Uh, I see the lads' submission in verse eight at the end. He said, "So they went both of them together, and they came to the place which God had told them him of. And Abraham built an altar there, and laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood." And so here he is, and, and as I read this verses, these verses, you know, I never once, and I don't know about you, but I never once seen uh, Isaac raise his hand. I never seen him try to run. I never seen him try to resist uh, or anything. Uh, and if Isaac wouldn't have been submitted, uh, what would have taken place? It's honestly amazing to me, but I think about something along the lines where Jesus said, not my will, but thine be done. But I tell you, we must find ourselves submitted to the Father's will. And He'll be pleased to speak to a submissive servant. And I believe that's our point here. That he is, he, he, He's very much, uh, He's very pleased uh, to speak to us. But he, he, he speaks to submissive servants. Amen. Then we see thirdly, I want you to notice not only the lad's submission, but I want you to notice the laboring surrender where the Bible says... And Isaac and his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. So here we find the moment of complete surrender. I believe in the life of Abraham. Abraham had been able to ponder this moment now for three days. He'd been able to think about this moment for three days. And now he was willing to follow through with God's request. And, and no doubt Abraham hated to put Isaac through all that. Uh, no doubt that Abraham had to, uh, put, didn't want to put Isaac through the horror. Uh, and just think about it. Yet that didn't matter to him. He was confident that God would provide one way or the other. And that's what we're talking about. Uh, he was pleased with Abraham. Uh, and surrender will always cause submission. Uh, no matter the situation. God is able, and if we will surrender to Him, God's going to be able again. Amen? But we have a God who sees, and we have a God who speaks in those places, and we must surrender to Him. He's pleased to speak to one who has surrendered it all to Him. Abraham was called a friend of God. I'm telling you, he was surrendered to God. And so we see he's pleased to speak. We see he was pleased to speak here to Abraham. Doesn't seem like he had any problem to speak to a man who was submissive, a man who was surrendered to his will, and he was not worried about speaking to him. He would speak to a man like that. It was no sin. It doesn't seem to block the, block the view of God, right? To block the way of God. He's pleased to speak when, when you got that, when you're in that place. Then secondly, I want you to notice he's pleased to supply. Now the Bible says, and he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou any harm, anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son from me. And so Abraham climbed up that mountain uh, um, with Isaac. Abraham answered Isaac's fears. Uh, Abraham took his son, he bound him, and he placed him on the altar on top of the wood. Uh, and Abraham raised the knife uh, with the fully, full extent uh, um, to sacrifice his son to the Lord. Uh, that's what Abraham was doing at this point. Uh, but he held nothing back from the Lord. Uh, and here he was. He yielded every single ounce of himself uh, um, to the perfect will of God. 
and then God intervened uh, and provided a ram for Abraham to sacrifice uh, in the stead of his son. Uh, well, look at a few things here. Uh, I see the substitution uh, um, supplied here in verse 13 as we just read. And Abraham lifted up his eyes uh, and looked and behold behind him uh, a ram came in a thicket uh, by his horns and Abraham uh, called in the thicket by his horns and Abraham went and turned the ram and uh, offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. Uh, and so here he is and G- just as Abraham had predicted earlier uh, um, to his son Isaac he said God will provide himself uh, a lamb. Uh, Abraham looked and saw a ram that was caught in the thicket there behind him. Uh, by his horns uh, and he took the offering God had provided uh, and he offered it unto him uh, and sparing his son in all of that uh, isn't it amazing how that the Lord was the provider and the provided at the same time uh, he was the provider of the ram and he was the provided uh, um, of the father and so I tell you is that all at the same time uh, and this is such a beautiful picture of what we see of Calvary uh, and we understand that that Christ uh, made himself a sacrifice for us. And so on Calvary, God provided Himself a sacrifice for sin. And we like Isaac were bound. And we were even at death's end in that place. But rather than than requiring our death, God provided a sinless, perfect, spotless substitute to die in our place. And it was His only begotten Son. Amen. One writer said when God asked Abraham for the ultimate um, demonstration of love and commitment, he asked for Abraham's son. And when God, uh, the Father, wanted to show us the ultimate demonstration of love uh, and commitment to us, He gave us His only Son. And so that's how it works, friend. But God commendeth His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, uh, and Christ died for us. Uh, Isaac was a, a wonderful type of Christ in this, and I couldn't go past it uh, very long, but both were loved by the Father. In verse number 2, the Bible says, And He said, Take now thy son, thine only son, uh, whom thou lovest, uh, and he loved him. He was loved of the Father. Uh, and Jesus was loved of the Father. Um, but, but, not, but I'm telling you, God so loved the world. Man, that love right there. I'm telling you, he was, he was loved by the Father. Uh, um, he, they, both of them offered themselves willingly. Both of them. All, he said, I lay down my life. No man can take it from me. And there was no fight in Isaac here. No fighting Isaac here. Both of them carried wood up the, up the mountain for the sacrifice. The place which is called the pavement. Jesus grabbed the cross and he carried it up that hill. Isaac carried his own wood. And I tell you, friend, both carried wood for the offering. Both were sacrificed on a hill. Could have been the same hill. I ain't going to say it is, but I've, I've done, done some study on it, but... I have no clue, but I'll tell you this. uh, Both also were delivered from death on the third day. About that. Hmm. It's amazing. It was the work of the same father that delivered both the sons from death. It's amazing, isn't it? I mean, the same father delivered both the sons from death. The heavenly father delivered the son, God the son, from death. And the heavenly father is the one who provided the ram... So that a Isaac could be left from death. I'm telling you, beloved, I tell you, Jesus is our substitute. And just as the ram was Isaac's substitute, Jesus died in my stead, uh, and the Lord was pleased to supply.
Amen. Secondly, I want you to notice the sufficient sacrifice. Now, verse 14, the Bible says, And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh, as it said to this day, In the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. And so after offering the substitutionary uh, sacrifice that spared Isaac's life, uh, Abraham called the place Jehovah-Jireh. And now, now the, that's one of the many names of God. It means Jehovah Jireh, meaning the Lord shall provide, the Lord will provide uh, in that land. And Abraham has suffered a great need, uh, and God had faithfully supplied for him. Uh, And I tell you, we too can trust the Lord to supply our needs uh, and to supply in times of need, and He's sufficient uh, for any and every need that we face. He's sufficient. Just look at the Bible at the times God supplied. Don't you think you can do it again? I mean, we look through the Bible and and find the times where Jesus, He supplied solutions. He supplied solutions. Now, if we think about this, uh, from the Garden of Eden to the end of Revelation, He had the solution to every problem. Why? Because He was. He was the solution to every problem from the Garden of Eden when He um, slew the, the lamb out there. I believe it was a lamb. I know it doesn't say it, but I believe it was. When He slew the lamb and uh, covered them, uh, He was the solution. Uh, They wouldn't have never thought of that, right? He was the solution all the way to the end of time. He's going to be the solution. Uh, and I thank the Lord for that. He supplied solutions. Uh, and then we can find a little bit farther. Uh, um, not only did He supply solutions, but He supplied sacrifices. Uh, and now from the first to the last, they never seemed uh, to have a worry about having a sacrifice or not. Uh, even in the wilderness, the dry, the dry times, uh, the low times, there was always a lamb for sacrifice. Now think about that, from Aaron to the high priest uh, um, in there getting ready to sacrifice, uh, when a sound came and the veil fell, uh, the veil was rent from top to bottom, uh, and I believe that priest was in there because it was the feast of the Passovers, uh, it was getting ready to take place when Jesus said, it is finished, uh, and into thine hands he commended his spirit unto the Father, uh, and so in that time he was getting ready uh, um, to prepare the lamb to sacrifice, uh, but then he turned around uh, and he He's seen the veil was rent and he's seen the excellent uh, sacrifice, the one that took away sins, uh, not just the one that covered sins. Uh, and so Jesus is the final sacrifice. Uh, he was the answer again. He supplied for the sacrifice. Then he supplied sustenance. Now you look at sustenance. Now you look at you look at the children of Israel and ask them if God didn't supply for them in the wilderness. Every day he did. He did and He still is supplying for us. Amen. Amen. He supplied sustenance. Then also what He supplied? He supplied salvation. Now from the beginning to the end, He was, He is, and He will be the answer. Amen. He said it's finished. Sin was forever paid for. Debt was settled. Uh, um, case was dropped. Uh, um, the, 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 not, the one who was uh, um, not guilty could, took the guilty charge. Isn't that good this evening? I mean, I mean, we can be thankful for that, friend. Uh, and because I was guilty and he was guiltless. Uh, he never had committed a crime. Uh, he never done anything wrong. But he died for you and for me. Uh, and he was uh, the final answer. Guess what? He's pleased to supply for us. And I'm thankful for Him tonight. He's pleased to speak. He's pleased to supply. And then we see lastly, He's pleased to sustain. Where the Bible says in verse 15, 
The angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing, not with it, has not withheld thy son, thine only son. So we'll read that in just a minute. But in these final verses, we see God confirming his promise to Abraham. He confirms his promise to Abraham. He had not withheld his son, being fully surrendered to the Lord. And because of his commitment and his obedience to God, Abraham would be blessed through Isaac. Isn't that amazing? Now a nation would arise through Isaac. And that nation that would arise from Isaac would be, as Hebrews says, uh, as the sea, sand is on the seashore, unnumerable. Stars are in the sky, unnumerable. And so though, though, through, I, through Abraham and through Isaac, uh, um, the, all the nations of the earth would be blessed. Now how... I'm not going to get into this doctrine much, and I'm not going to say much about it at all. But there's a doctrine out there, and I believe it, is, is that the simple fact that we're grafted in. And I'm not going to get into that much, but we couldn't have been grafted in if it weren't been for Isaac. Because I'm going to make you understand that in just a minute, but I, I want you to see three things in that. Notice what it took before the nations of the earth would be blessed. Well, number one, it took submission. It took the submission. Now in verse 8, he says, Because thou hast done this thing. Because thou hast done this thing. Beloved, wouldn't, uh, would, uh, we would have never been sustained without submission. They would have never been sustained without submission. If Isaac had not been submissive to his father and went up that hill, I think Isaac was over 20 years old at this time, near 30 uh, at this time. He was no child. Uh, I'm sure he could have got away from a 90 plus, 100 plus year old man. You with me? I'm just, I'm just thinking here. I know the Bible doesn't exactly say that, but I'm sure he could have got away. He was submissive. And if Abraham wouldn't have been submissive to the heavenly father and not went up that hill, then they would have never been sustained. The children of Israel would have not been carried through that line. Right? And so we see the submission. That had to come first. And then also, something that had to come first is the sacrifice. He says, because thou hast not, thou hast held, done this thing, uh, uh, and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son. Uh, and so the sacrifice had to come. Uh, he had to be willing to sacrifice his desires, uh, what he loved uh, to get in God's will. He had to be willing uh, to sacrifice. And that, you know, sometimes that's just what it takes. So we see before the, before, the, before the sustenance, before the sustaining of him, rather, there had to be the submission. There had to be the sacrifice. And then, then, and then only was the seed. There was the seed. The Bible says in verse 17 that in blessing I will bless thee and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because thou hast obeyed my voice. And so he had to be submissive and he had to sacrifice uh, before the seed could ever go on. Uh, and I tell you, now you have to get this uh, because this should be a reminder to us of the blessing that we too received uh, um, but, but through Abraham uh, and through um, Isaac and the submission and the sacrifice uh, of them uh, through Abraham, Isaac, and then Jacob. Uh, um, the nation of Israel would be born. 
one from them. Is that not right? Uh, and because according to God's sovereign plan, uh, um, Christ would come in the fullness of time. Uh, and so from him came, uh, let, let's try to go through it. From him came Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, uh, Judah. And then it went from Judah on until uh, one of the twin boys. I can't remember their names to save my life right now. Uh, and then it went on from there. And I can remember that it goes on from there to Boaz. Uh, and it goes on from Boaz. And it goes on a little farther and you find David. Uh, and it moves from David all the way down through that line. Uh, and here comes the Messiah, the Jesus the one that everyone's been thinking about. Uh, and according to God's sovereign plan, uh, it happened, but it all started uh, at the submission of Abraham and Isaac. Uh, the sacrifice of Abraham and Isaac. Uh, and I tell you is that in that time, uh, Jesus, when He would come in the fullness of time, uh, He would bear the sin of the world uh, and provide for our salvation uh, and reconciliation to God uh, and put us back in uh, through the family of of God were grafted uh, into the family of God in every nation uh, and people of the earth have reaped the benefit uh, of Abraham's submission and sacrifice. What's the moral? What's the thought? Well, if you will surrender, he will be pleased to speak. If you will be willing to sacrifice, He will be pleased to supply. If you will be willing to submit, He will be pleased to sustain. That's how things work. That's just what it is. And I understand God is a God of grace and He has gives me a whole lot more than I would ever have. He gives me a whole lot more than I ever have to Him. But I believe if we'd give more, He would give more. Now, I've seen it, don't having you. I mean, it's just the truth. I'm not saying that we give to get. We don't give to gain. But we know that that is the essence of Scripture and how it's laid out is that if you do not give, you will not gain. It will be worldly treasures. It will be things of this world. But you know, that's not the point. The point is, we should give because it's commanded of us. I'm not talking about just monetarily give. I'm talking about giving the man, regardless if we gain from it. I'm speaking of ourselves here. Our life goal should be seemingly as Abraham's was, and that is to please the Lord. And in this view tonight, we've seen there's Jesus as the pleased sovereign. The pleased sovereign. He was pleased to speak to Abraham. He was pleased to supply for Abraham. And he was pleased to sustain Abraham. All the way through to find that we were put in that blessing too. It's amazing to me. Thank you for listening tonight. You can stand. Lord, we love you. We ask your God to help us tonight along the way. Have your will and your way. We love you so much and we praise you for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. We'll pray, God, you'd keep us safe on the way home. Bring us back to the next appointed time. We'll bless your name for all that you do in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen and amen. God bless you.